everybody, it's Liz, and here's the lineup for the Popping Collars franchise for the month of August 2020. Betsy, Greg, Ricardo, and I talk time travel with a conversation about all of the possibilities and pitfalls of traveling to the past. Take Two features the return of Holly McHale Larson, discussing the influx of live-action Disney princess movies. Betsy and Greg review the film Glory in this month's Going on 30, and also don't forget... You can vote for our Going on 30 awards by going to our website, poppincollarspodcast.com. Shayna Watson and Gray continue to boldly go through six episodes of Star Trek on The Sacred Six. This month, they're exploring the classic episode, The Devil in the Dark. Finally, and this is very exciting, Ricardo and I are hosting a brand new mini version of the Popping Collars book club at the end of this month. Join us for our end of the summer reading suggestions. Thanks for listening and keep those collars popped. Previously on Popping Collars. Welcome to Take Two, where we give a former guest of Popping Collars the chance to come back and update their view on a piece of pop culture. I am your host. My name is Greg Knight. And this month, my returning guest is Holly McHale. Welcome back to the show, Holly. Thank you very much, Greg. I'm going to set you up. It was our 15th episode of the podcast. The date was March 27th, 2015. And the subject was Disney princess movies. When we recorded that episode, the live action version of Cinderella had just been released. And Frozen was only a year old. Since then, we've seen a whole host of live action remakes of Disney's 90s library. The return to princess movies with a twist like Moana and Frozen 2 and the launch of their very own app called Disney Plus. Holly, the floor is yours. What is your take two on the legacy of Disney movies, knowing what we know now? Interesting, because Cinderella live action, that, the gal who played Cinderella, I forget her name, and she's gone on to do other things, but at that point she, I mean, you probably remember the articles, but she, they, I don't think it was all the way a success because they've made her like shrink down her waist to fit into that little corset. But then when they did, I'm comparing that, this is not where I expected the conversation to go, but with Beauty and the Beast with Belle, when they got Emma Watson, who's mm-hmm. you know, had been in the industry forever, she refused to wear a corset and she changed her character and brought her like She added in the architectural part and the inventing. I mean, Belle's already kind of a feminist character. I mean, I guess it was Angelina Jolie, right? When they did Maleficent. That's when Mm -hmm. they finally got like a huge actress to be in one of these things. And it Mm -hmm. was like, oh, we don't have to just do the story. Like we can do whatever we want to with these movies. Like they can be whatever. I don't think Angelina Jolie brought really good depth to that role. So here are two things I've been thinking about with the princess movies. One, Mulan, the original, Mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm. 
it, that was a strong female character that I don't know why that movie didn't do as well. Was it because it was Asian? Was it because there really wasn't a love story? Was it just not? Um, and then the other one, um, Brave. That's yeah. also such a great princess story. And that might be because it got lost in the Pixar world and they didn't know how to market it. Maybe both of them, they just didn't know how to market this. Only the firstborn of each of the great leaders may be presented as champions. Firstborn? And thus compete for the hand of the princess of Dunbroch. To win the fair maiden, they must prove their worth by feats of strength or arms in the games. It is customary that the challenge be determined by the princess herself. Archery! Archery! I am Merida, firstborn descendant of Clan Dumbrock, and I'll be shooting for my own hand. Yeah. See, that's the thing that I think has really been crystallized for me and especially like uh i would say moana was the one that really sort of hammered it home which is that princess movie doesn't need to involve a love story and i think that we were sold that for a long time in the 90s uh so that when you see the live action remakes that they pick to do that's interesting right because they're all like the love story movies there's no like hunchback of notre dame live action movie. <laughs> oh, that was such a dark movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's my second point is oh, and yeah. I didn't calculate this with Frozen 2, okay? But at least with Frozen, the men still talk a lot more than the women. Hmm. Again, I didn't check with Moana, but I bet this is I mean, Maui talks a lot. Mm-hmm. Where both of those movies, or, yeah, Frozen, the men talk way more than the women. I found that Interesting. You know, with when we originally talked about this topic, the 2016 election hadn't happened, Me Too hadn't happened, the Harvey Weinstein thing hadn't happened. None of that had happened yet. Now, if I were to watch a movie about a, a Disney princess, like a Moana or like a Mulan that's coming out this year, like if I were to watch one of these movies, I would fully expect that the writing team would be either a woman or mostly made up of women. I would expect that it would be directed by a woman. Like I would expect that these stories would be told and crafted by women rather than a man giving me another spin on this stuff. And I don't know that I would have thought that like even five years ago, like it would be an expectation. I think that women would have control of the story. So you've been a a pastor in the Lutheran church for a long time. Do you feel like more empowered because of where you are in your, in your experience and stuff like that? But also like, is there something in society that has felt like it's empowered you more to sort of claim an authoritative voice in your position? I think that's both, both being, I've been doing this for 13 years. So just the natural of getting more secure in your voice which is what the studies show women do. But then the, that first generation of women who had to be tough, like the Hillary's, you know, I, I bump it against them still like, oh, why aren't they fighting more for childcare? Why aren't they? But that they've had to 
but I'm grateful for them because they have made it so I can wear whatever I want to church and not mm-hmm. like, I don't have to look like a man. So maybe that's what Disney princesses is. Like I was thinking about Ariel. It's so great. Like the idea that she loses her voice and then she gains her voice. Unfortunately, Eric's in the mix there, but mm-hmm. you know, it's her voice also to stand up to her dad and to say what she wants at that time. That was as far as they could push the envelope, but they made it so that Anna, Anna is such a great character. Elsa, you know, Elsa has to grow into who she is, but Anna knows who she is. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the little mermaid is the one movie that's sitting out there for them as far as the live action. Like, do, can you see a live action version of The Little Mermaid that's the story we already know? Because I, I think that it's just too, it is too bound up in that love story. Like, yeah, it's got to be something else. And I love that idea of like, if the central conflict is her reclaiming her voice, like, how powerful is that as a message? Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious what Disney's going to do next. Yeah. Yeah, it it sort of feels like they stumbled into something with the live action movies because I think you're right. Like when we were talking about this before, I think we all thought like, well, Cinderella, I mean, that's just going to be a little throwaway thing. They're just trying to milk that, you know, <laughs> IP for some more dollars, but there's nothing really there. But no, they've spun that into you know, Jungle Aladdin Book, King. Lion King, Aladdin, like all these billion dollar movies. So it's become like a franchise in and of itself, these live mm-hmm. action sort of retellings. Like looking at their catalog. I mean, they could do the aristocrats. My kids would look up. <laughs> Wasn't that the Cats movie that came out? Wasn't that basically aristocrats? <laughs> yeah, I don't, no one remembers the stories, you know, like cats just dance and play the piano. Live action. It'd be like a YouTube video on cats for two hours. <laughs> Oh my, my kids God. would be so happy. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that would be that would be phenomenal. Okay, let's book it. You and me right now. Let's yeah, start working let's on our risk cats. <laughs> love it. I love it. Holly, yeah. thank you so much for coming thank back you, and talking Disney movies with me. Um before I let you go, um update our audience. Where are you now and what are you doing? I'm at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Oakland, just a fantastic community, and um, I'm the pastor there, and we're just having a lot of fun online. <laughs> fun, in, <laughs> fun in isolation. Very good. Thank you so much again for coming on. Uh, keep those colors popped, and we'll see everybody next time.